Welcome to Satisfied, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. I'm Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington. And this is Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsboro, Oregon. Hey, in today's episode, we are interviewing Mitch Marks. Now, Mitch, you might recall, got a huge <laughs> shout out for Man Camp, which is coming up this weekend. Are we excited about Man Camp? I'm super excited about I'm Man excited Camp. I'm excited about Man Camp. I, I okay, so, so it's happening. Um, and we decided to interview Mitch. Mitch uh, is in the military. In fact, I'm going to hand it over to Nick because Nick knows, well, you have questions, right? You, you've lined these things out. You've lined this interview out. I'm really just second fiddle here. Actually, I'm third fiddle today, which is great. I love playing third fiddle. You're so, never a third fiddle. Oh, thank you. That's you're not always, true. <laughs> you're always like right in there, number one. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the ball to you, and I'm gonna let you throw the first softball over to Mitch. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think first, just just to introduce Mitch a little bit, um, Mitch has been at our church for just a little less than a year. Over. Just over, over a year. Just over a year. Yeah, just over a year. It's okay. You're working on our membership uh, <laughs> books. Um, but but Mitch has been a member for a little over a year now. Uh, a member can, for less than a year. But, but we've been attending longer, yeah. Man, I've like butchered this thing already. No, it's okay. So uh, so Mitch goes to our church. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a true statement. Right? Um, it's okay. And, and what's cool is is Mitch is in the military, which is one of the main reasons that we have him here. Um, but Mitch also just in that he loves God. Uh, he came to man camp. That's right, because you came to man camp last year. That's mm-hmm. what I'm blanking on. Came to man camp last year, which that was kind of one of the first things you did. Uh, now Mitch, uh, he helps out in just many ways in the church. He's actually leading music, led music today. Uh, today is Sunday, and Mitch led music today. He's done it quite a bit now lately, uh, and it's awesome hearing him. He's got an amazing voice, able to play the guitar super well. Uh, so he is a guy who will do any sport, will be as tough and rough, and yet has his gentle, sensitive side too. Like he's... I don't know. It, it's That's pretty, called the Renaissance Man. Yeah, the Renaissance Man. That's better than what I was thinking. So uh, Renaissance oh Man. It's much more PG and cultural, acceptable. <laughs> but uh, so we're excited to have Mitch here. Uh, Mitch, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Mitch Marks, as you guys already stated. Um, I am in the military. I've been in the military for about 12 and a half years now. Okay. Um, I have a beautiful wife who uh, we've been married 15 years. Look at that. Uh, One of the first things he shouts out, beautiful oh, wife. I have to. Um, does she even she's listen amazing. to this? I, I don't think she does, <laughs> but she'll probably want to just because. Uh, she will listen to this one. I hope so. Yeah. Um, and I have four kids uh, with Morgan. Um, she's uh, an amazing mother as well. Um, they keep us on our toes. Uh, Peyton, Cooper, Rylan, and Lucy. Um, ages 11, 8, 4, and 3. So, nice. I mean, we're... Look at the age group there. We're, uh, we're busy. You have an active family? Oh, yes. Do you have a loud family? You've heard them, yes. <laughs> I think Lucy's probably the loudest at this point in time, but... Uh, yes, we do. It is it is managed chaos. And you just house. got a got a new addition, though, didn't you? Yeah, we um, Morgan and I used to have two pugs. Oh, one of our pugs passed away a couple of years ago, so we um, we have a new addition to the family, Stella, uh, and she joined Ellie, who is our old pug. She's thirteen. 
Um, and um, she's been a wrecking ball. Wait, it's a, is it another pug? It's another pug. So you have a puggy? You have puggies? We have is two. That, pugs. Is that what you call them? Yeah. Well, no, we, we call them pugs. Okay. Puggies. You like puppies, you puggies. puggies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. See? I got you. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> puggies. Yeah. I'm so, not going to forget that. <laughs> um, yeah, over the years, we've, we've, um, Morgan and I are both from Boise. I, I met Morgan when we, I mean, man, we were in sixth grade, I think, when we first met. Um, dated later in high school. And, uh, Initially, I went to the Merchant Marine Academy, had to leave Boise. Um, I knew I was going to go into the military, um, but came back to Boise. Didn't really want to be a sailor or merchant mariner. Went to Boise State ROTC and commissioned out of there. We both graduated in December of 06 and uh, started our journey in the Army. So so did you stay together while you went away in the Merchant Army? Mm-hmm. Merchant Marine. Yeah, we were dating. Uh, I came back and... She said that, you know, hey, well, if you're coming back, why don't we, why don't we get married? You know, so I was like, hey, that's a good idea. So wait a minute. <laughs> Did she propose to you? No, I proposed. That's a whole other ball. But that was like of, a pre-proposal. Story. That was yeah. an automatic, like, if you, if you yeah. ask, the answer is yes. Yeah. Is that kind of how, how it went? Yeah. yeah, it was. Okay. Similar to when I asked about our first date, I asked her to homecoming in a similar way. Hey, you going to homecoming? No, are you asking me? Kind of thing, like... That's pathetic, you know. <laughs> so you can talk to her about that. She, Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're in the military now. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit. You you're a PA now. I am. But you didn't start there. So mm-hmm. can you tell us just how you got to where you're at? So I was uh, initially when I commissioned in 2006 seven timeframe. I was an artillery officer. Uh, I went to uh, Fort Sill, became a uh, a field artillery officer there, and then moved on to Colorado. Fort Carson, uh, I did uh, fire direction officer. I was uh, a civil military operations in Iraq. Um, and then went to the career course in back at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Everyone loves Fort Sill. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then moved to Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, and uh, that was the last place I served as an artilleryman. Uh, I, I deployed to Afghanistan from there and then... After that, I uh, got into PA school. I applied to PA school. Um, and since about 2013, I was in the training pipeline until 2016. And then this has been my first lo- first duty station as a physician assistant. So, okay. Yeah. So we've been a lot of places. When you look back and you go, like, what's one of the best places you lived at? Uh, f- I'd say Fairbanks, Alaska was probably the best place. Yeah. Um, this has been a huge blessing as well, though, because we're close to we're close to Boise, right? Um, so home, and then this church family has been amazing. Um, not to say we've we've had a lot of good church families everywhere we've gone. Um, yeah. So, but this has been this has been a blessing. Uh, well, one of the things, so we we wanted you to come in. Uh, you're a man who who loves God. Uh, you're you're leading music here at our church. Um, I think many people, old and young, look up to you here at our church. Um, you just have a... You just... What, what does he do? How do I say this? Special something. <laughs> <laughs> you have an X factor. <laughs> but 
you, I, I was thinking more of just the aura of Christ is about you. Oh, wow. And you draw people a lot to you, especially wow. here in the church. And, and so we wanted you to come in and talk to us a little bit about what's it like being a Christian mm-hmm. in the military. Um, yeah. Um, like, it's got to be hard. It's got to have its own challenges that are unique in some degree. Uh, so can you can you walk us through? Um, I, I don't know what's the best way to start. Maybe just what's what's the religious atmosphere in the military right now? Uh, probably pagan uh, to okay. the core. Uh, almost. I mean, I just talked to a soldier the other day about his his beliefs, and he's he's almost a pantheist. Like he he believes really? that the universe is everything has an energy, and that. Um, he agrees with 99% of what I say when I present the gospel to him, but he doesn't believe that Jesus is the only way. Um, so it, it's probably a good cross-section of today's American society. Just okay. anything that you want to believe in and it, it is acceptable and follow whatever your passion is. Um, so that's, that's a challenge. Um, it's, it's, it's pagan, essentially. Um, there are small amounts of Christians that yeah. I, that I meet. Uh, there's, um, everywhere I've gone, I've had, I've had brothers in Christ that, that we ended up, you know, kind of just gravitating towards each other. We'll end up at the chapel cause they, they do have chaplains in, in the army. Um, most of them are, um, Southern Baptist denomination. Um, and they, they do preach a, a lot of them preach pretty well. Um, so I usually go to those services when I'm deployed cool. Okay. And so we do have every place you're deployed to, you get this, um, this group of guys and gals that, that are Christian that, that come together. Is that, is that something easy to find? Like, is it easy to like, do Christians somewhat gravitate towards one another? It, are people, I guess maybe the question is, are people open with their faith in the military? Are Christians, or at least are, are Christians open in their faith in the sense of, Putting it out there and discovering who who's believer and who's not. I think some are. Uh, I certainly am. Uh, if you talk to the folks that <laughs> in my clinic, they'll say, <laughs> like, yeah, you you don't want to talk to Cap Marks about this or whatever, but you know, because he'll he'll try to talk to you about Jesus. But um, it, a lot of that that attracts people that are believers. Yeah. Because um, then they they come alongside and they we we just end up talking about. Um, whatever is happening and from the same perspective. And, and it's, it's comforting to see that. Um, I do have some, some fellow nurses uh, or fellow um, uh, folks that I work with in the clinic, a couple of nurses that are, that are Christians um, that I mean, I'm talking to them about all sorts of things, books of what we're reading. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think, I think it's something that I, I look for. So I don't know. To answer your question, though, are other people open to to sharing that they believe in Christ? Not as much as I wish that it was the case. I, I wish that people would be a little bit more open. Um, is it? Is it? I don't want to say frowned upon. Is it? Is it hard to share your faith in the military, or does it? Is it perceived as hard? Is it? Does it feel like it's an open topic or like wh- where's the military on talking about your faith? Um, 
do they care? Do they let anyone talk about anything they want? Or is it kind of one of those you have to be asked? Like, like how no. does that work right now? So right now, I think for a, for a uh, person who's not a chaplain, it's pretty easy to share your faith, just as easy as it would be in corporate America. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, I can talk about my faith and, and invite people to church. And I, I, I haven't gotten in trouble yet. So, um, uh, but, but as far as being a chaplain, though, and this is what I, I thought about becoming a chaplain when I was in Iraq. Um, actually registered for Liberty University online classes for the MDiv program. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but I just, I, I just decided it wasn't the right the right yeah. move for me. Um, but I found out that you can't necessarily proselytize. You can't say this is the way to heaven. Like as a chaplain? As a chaplain, yeah. uh, you ha- there are rules. Um, now, the chaplains, the good chaplains that I've met have have still done that in a, in a creative way. Okay. Um, and I think what they really do, the, the value added in being a chaplain is they can help people that are... Christians continue to to receive the preaching of the word, um, and and so th- I ended up hanging out with chaplains when I was deployed, uh, particularly in Iraq, um, quite a bit because that's just what I gravitated to. Um, but uh, as far as as far as the advantages of just being um, being a, a regular soldier, you have great opportunity okay. to to witness. Um, and to encourage um, people that already are in the faith uh, that that claim Christ. So, you got something, Bobby? You described you, your um, path to, yeah. to PA. Can can you walk us through a little bit um, how and why mm. you went from artillery? Yeah. To the next. Um, so I was all about when I initially um, joined the army. I, I wanted to kill the enemy. I was excited about that. I, there was this sort of romantic idea of, uh, you know, watching movies when I was a young guy growing up, Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, all that. I wanted to go do that. Um, and so I, I chose a combat arms branch. Um, Iraq wasn't as kinetic, um, wasn't as, as uh, hostile as... Uh, it was in Afghanistan, um, but when I when I did see it in Afghanistan, um, some of the decisions that were made just that put put our own American soldiers at risk, um, that the way that things happened on the battlefield, I just felt called to doing something different. I didn't know what it was exactly at first, um, but I decided because I was interested in medicine. On a whim, I said, I'm just going to put my packet together for PA school. I don't want to be uh, so much of a death dealer anymore. Uh, I want to do something different. Yeah. Um, and I think it was it was actually, we were on a, a battalion-level air assault in Afghanistan. Um, it was coming to the, the close of the, the operation. And this little girl, this Afghan girl, had run out to... Um, to investigate one of these mine clearing devices that we had just shot out. And she ended up getting, getting hit by it. And she was concussed. She fell down, threw up, got back up, and then collapsed again. And this is all very close to where we were at in the, in the attack. So uh, we brought her in. The brigade surgeon was working on her. My battalion commander was 
standing at the foot of the of the stretcher, just like bawling. Um, he was a Christian, uh, just just devastated about what happened to this little girl. She had rocks all in her face, and just I don't know. All I could see was my baby girl, Peyton, yeah. laying there. And I I don't know. That's when I decided like th- this isn't what I want to do anymore. I want to be the brigade surgeon working on her. I don't want to. Uh, I still have an affinity for soldiers, and I want to be a soldier, but. I don't want to be part of the decision-making cycle that that brings terror into somebody's life. So um, that's kind of what made me choose to to put my packet in. And God opened the door. Mm-hmm. It was a few months later, I'd say probably nine or ten months later, where I was waiting to hear if I got in. Um, Morgan and I had uh, talked the night before I found out I was getting in. She said, and we came to both came to the conclusion. If you don't get into PA school, like, I'd, I'd just rather get out. And I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, I agree. Let's just, let's do it. Let's go back home and I'll find another job. Um, but the next day, I, f- I feel like it was somewhat divine uh, that I found out, hey, I got into PA school. So yeah. God's doing something else with me. Um, so here I am. That's yeah. cool. As you continue to just think through, um, you even said you still you still want to be there for soldiers. You want to still want to be a soldier. You still want to mm-hmm. serve soldiers. Um, what would you say to uh, the young men and women who are considering uh, the military right now that are Christians? Mm. Well, it's I'd say there's there's um, there's great opportunity first, uh, both in growing into Christ likeness and to, to witnessing to other people. Um, the, like I said before, the culture in the military is, is pagan. Uh, it's really not unlike having another job, uh, where you, where you go to work at a coffee shop or a department store. Um, the day in day out, you, you have to be there and, um, and then you get to go home. Uh, you're going to be exposed to to other human beings, and I think in in that regard, it's it's a lot like having an, a regular job. There are those other exceptions, though. You may be asked to take a life. You may be complicit in the taking of life, and that's that's hard. Uh, that that's. I mean, you you just heard my story, and yeah. that it, it's not comfortable to be around. It's not it's not normal. Um, God gave us that. Do not murder for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I think that uh, knowing that there is there is a risk. There, you're going to be vulnerable if you do join. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that you have to evaluate for yourself, and that's a personal conviction that you have to wrestle with. So I would say it's a it's a good opportunity to look at. Um, the jobs that, that are available. You could become a medic. You could become a chaplain's assistant. Uh, you could become a fueler, a cook, um, an administrative assistant. I mean, there's so many different jobs in the Army. You don't have to be an infantryman. Um, you don't have to be an armor, you know, guy or, a, or an artilleryman. You, you know, you, you can choose a different path that would, you know, not put you in likely in that situation where you have to pull the trigger or whatever. Um, 
So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, the, yeah, the question really was for you, you know, just yeah. <laughs> however, so, however you want yeah, to uh, answer that, that's it. What I, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel. It's, it's a very tough thing, though, especially once you see it. Yeah. People have this idea of the military. Oh, it's the military. You know, they shoot guns and, you know, sleep in sleeping bags and shoot guns. And yeah, shoot more guns bags. and then they put their eat, rucksack eat, on. Eat good MRI, that's really not, that's MREs. like a fraction of what you do. You're most likely inventorying equipment and, uh, you know, doing checks on vehicles. And, um, and it's, it's mundane, just like any other job most of the time. But, you know, that's true. Like moving up here for myself, uh, I, I didn't, I have no family in the military. I've never been ne- really lived next to like a military base like I do here, uh, where so many people are I'm just surrounded by, by military. And it's been very interesting getting to know what happens mm-hmm. on, on the base. And it's different in a sense, for enlisted versus officers and just kind of getting a view on mm-hmm. that for, for both kind of uh, types. I don't know if I'd say it for both uh, categories of people there. Um, it, it's eye-opening because you do kind of think, you know, military, it's like this, you know, like like stuff you see in the movies and always getting ready mm-hmm. for deployments and all these. That's what I would think. But yet there is. There's so much mundane things. There's so many just normal jobs and their lives are really in one sense, very similar to those mm-hmm. outside the military, oh, but yeah. they're just all happening on a base. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for the, the average soldier. I'm, I mean, there are definitely outliers like, right. yeah. you know, uh, special operations command. That That's a different, that's a whole different lifestyle. Um, and they are literally always getting ready to go or gone. Yeah. Um, so what would you say? So you've, you've lived in a lot of places. One of the coolest places, you know, Fort Sill. Yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> Fort Sills in Lawton. Um, he's been there twice. Lawton, like, is that a, a different country? Is that a Ukrainian country? Where's Lawton? I would say it's like a different country. Yeah. I mean, it's in Oklahoma, but I don't know if Oklahoma claims Lawton. Uh, I've I've always said that God created Lawton, Oklahoma, for one thing, and that was to receive to receive artillery rounds. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah. pretty close. So I have family that lives just uh, west of. Um, Lawton in Altus, which is where the Altus Air Force Base is, which nobody in the Air Force wants to go there, and nobody in the Army wants to go to Fort Sill. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they're just interesting places. But uh, so you've lived in a lot of places. How? What would you say? You know, for for someone like me as a pastor, but then also just other Christians, what could we do, church or individual? How can we help serve? Like, if you moved into my street, how could I help? Like, what are your needs? Like, like how could I mm-hmm. come alongside the typical, wh- whether they're Christian or not, and, and how could I love on them? How could I encourage them? How could I, how could I minister to them in a way that would be effective? Well, I, I think that the the biggest thing that you could do, similar to what you you've done with with people in your church already, is pursue them. Yeah. Um, in in I think that this is one of the, really the, probably the best place that I've come where you wanted to have coffee. Hey, let's sit down and have coffee. Let's, let's talk about what are you, what's going on? Where you, where you, you know, what's your story? Um, what are you reading? What have you done in previous churches? And, and just, I guess, 
you know, hear the person out and, and see where they're at um, and meeting them there. Uh, if they want to serve, they, they, hey, I just got out of um, a church where I was serving and, and helping in this way, plug them in, um, because that keeps them accountable. Uh, I think one of the temptations, uh, at least for for most guys in the military, guys and gals, is y- you move to a new place and you you don't you really don't know anybody. Um, maybe a couple people from a previous post somewhere, but most of the time you're you're moving to a place and you have to make new friends. So um, I think that pursuing those people and and really finding out what are your immediate needs. Do you need help moving stuff in? to your new place or, um, a lot of, a lot of enlisted folks are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, I don't know. Um, they, they really don't have a lot of discretionary income. Uh, so, so a meal here and there, uh, when people are transitioning in would be good. Um, but the spiritual well being needs to be like primary. Uh, it needs to be yeah. the first thing that you're, like, where are you with the Lord? Whether they're a Christian or not, that's really where we have to assess as as believers, um, you know, with, with folks that we're witnessing to. What have you What have you learned about God in the past? Um, and and what are these ideas that you have about about Jesus? Um, so, would you say that that typically when when military moves into an area, they're wanting friends, they're wanting connections, yeah. and if, if we as the church reached out to them, mm-hmm. um, you know, individuals or, or even as a church-wide, whatever, whatever that yeah. could look like, like that's received really well. Oh, yeah. Um, like they're, they're wanting friends. They're wanting to set down roots. They know they're going to be in a place mm-hmm. from anywhere from two to four years typically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good yeah. to know because I think we have such a fear always of acceptance and the fear of man, just what's going to happen when I talk to them. But I think if, if we just knew, man, th- these people moving in, they, they're wanting friends. Yeah. They, they just lost friends. They, they left a place. They're wanting people to come alongside them, comfort them, encourage them, help them feel at home. That was going to be my question, too, is how, how do you I, find... You don't take my question. <laughs> like, seriously. It's a little different. It's a little different. Mm. You know, let me, let Are me... you going to improve on it? Yes. Um, <laughs> how well, do you... At least... You know, when we say serious, uh, my my Siri thing comes up all the time, <laughs> and it's it's like flashing at me now. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Ask your much better question. Here's, here's my much better question. <laughs> um, for you, as, as someone who is a believer and a, and a maturing and a mature believer, how do you, or how have you, or maybe how have you learned to develop community um, as you're hopping from place to place? I mean, you've been here. You've been just at this church a year. How long have you been here in this area and it, and it seems like you keep that's the normal military life is going from base to base um there there are many different i guess programs uh one um well really wherever we live I mean, we, we usually try to meet our neighbors uh, and build a community that way and a lot of the places we go there are other military folks that have been in the same boat or just moved in a year ago so that helps just local to our house. Um, my wife is, uh, she leads a Bible study at Protestant women of the chapel. And that usually is, is at all the air force and army bases. Mm. Um, so that's a community that she, she really likes to, to be a part of because it, 
there it's a it's a group of women that have the same subset uh, of of issues problems whatever that hey we just moved into a new place and and we need um discipleship um and we need to be brought in um for us the way we really the way we look for community a lot of times through the websites of churches um for a while we looked at a want like places where awanas was uh the program was was occurring uh, and we would take the kids to Awanas and <laughs> learn about the church there. And most of the time, at least for a while there, Awanas was, was a good way to find out, yeah. is this a Bible teaching uh, church that, that reveres the Word of God? Um, but I think as I've, I've grown, I really, and as we move again, I have to do some serious research and where, where do we need to plug in? Um, so that's another way to, to kind of segue back or dovetail back into the question you asked before. Advertise who you really are online um, for so, those people. So what do you look for? Like, like what, uh, I mean, just out of curiosity, like what's helpful to communicate? Expository preaching. Okay. Um, like big bold words. Yeah. yeah like, like, no, I'll look at, I'll look at what are you preaching? Yeah. Okay. Um, are you preaching through whole books of the Bible? Uh, and that, that's kind of my guide. And then I'll, I'll listen. And is this a guy I can listen to? Uh, you know, is this, is this something? And if they have other, uh, programs, look at what, what else they're doing. A lot of people have small groups, table, we call them table groups, uh, life groups. Um, just doing a really good job mm -hmm. putting out who you are mm -hmm. on the internet. Uh, just so people get a, a flavor. Yes. Of you, I guess. Cause people are, people are looking for that. Um, at least the, People like me uh, and my wife, um, yeah. and so I think that's accurately showing. Hey, we have a men's Bible study. It meets every Monday night at this time. Um, yeah. Then, hey, I might just show up to your church at that time and say, "Hey, I'm. I haven't come to your church yet, but I hear you guys have a Bible study going on." So, cool. Yeah, that's good. I need to go back and look at our website. Yeah, uh, <laughs> make some modifications, make it look a little yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I'll put Ben on that next week. Both of us have website overhauls. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that's a hard one, you know. But you're right. Like, I think no matter what, the churches we need to realize, and, and I say very much for us here, like we need to make sure we're constantly updating the website, constantly making it look better and better. And not because we want to make it showy, not because that's what wins people, but we live in a day and age where there's a hundred, there's a yeah. hundred churches, there's a thousand churches, and, and why should anyone come to this church? We need to help them at least see what who we are. Not that mm -hmm. we're in competition, um, but there are great churches, mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of churches that that aren't preaching from the word. Mm -hmm. um, and they're emphasizing what I would say a lot of times are the wrong things. And so we want to make sure that we, we do put out things on the website that are helpful for military, for anyone moving in the area. So that's, that's just encouraging, convicting probably. You go yeah. look at our website. <laughs> I think it's a great tool. We're, we're so far behind in that. The Hope Fellowship is. Um, we put our sermons up. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's about the best thing we could say for. Your sermons for, are for amazing we, though. Yeah. When was the last time you listened to it? No, never mind. Don't tell me. <laughs> um, Actually, Bobby, oh no. oh you no. are a regular part of my uh, I, I do. spiritual 
nourishment. I, I do have Timberline Baptist going through my podcast as well. That's very true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, yeah, and and I was just who was I speaking to the other day? Said something very similar, and and we all know this. We should know this. Churches should know this. Um, that the website is the first place people go mm-hmm. who are searching. Mostly Christians. Yeah, you know, you're, you're probably not going to uh, drag many non-Christians in to your church through a website. It's possible. It's possible depending on, on what you put out. But it's a, it's a great tool, and we should leverage it to our the fullest advantage that we possibly can as the church. Um, specifically, I mean, for I, I just want to say transient slash military mm-hmm. type folk who are who are in and out people coming through town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. It's a good tool. I don't have anything else to say. You're just looking at me. <laughs> no, man, I was just, I was just absorbed in, into what you oh, were saying. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, this is good. Uh, Mitch's give give three words, Bobby, <laughs> that that describe Mitch. <laughs> oh. oh man, you're gonna put me on bald. the spot here. <laughs> Let's go. We'll go with bald. Yeah. Right, maybe we'll do a bald. few more. He's bald. Yeah, bald. Um, well, I'll just say this. Here's what I appreciate about about Mitch. He's thoughtful. Mitch, you're you're thoughtful, and yeah. and and so so just the the statements he made are craft. The words are crafted, and, and and rightfully so. I mean, we we should be thoughtful about how we use our words. Our words are powerful, right? The tongue, mm-hmm. who contained the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the tongue can set a a blaze, set a fire. Um, it can be used to heal. Uh, so Mitch is very thoughtful with his his words, and I appreciate that. And also, I mean, willing to be vulnerable and, and, and really talk about, I mean, uh, the experience that changed you from being in military to mm-hmm. to wanting to be a PA. I mean, uh, I mean that's that's real. That's that's raw. Um, it's honest. Uh, uh, and, and so that, that that was touching, and I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate that you're willing to. To share uh, so, something that to jump on that personal. Just, just the humbleness of one thing you didn't share is what we talked about a little bit ago is so you're in deployment Iraq maybe you have to correct I was that. in I was in Iraq and chaplain you know oh, they yeah. were like hey <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna put in a CD and we're gonna yeah. sing the songs mm-hmm. and you're like no we're not and yeah. you you. I led music. Yeah, I played guitar already. I, that was one of my one of the things that. Um, now, was that your first time to ever lead music? Yes. So that your was first this, time to lead other yeah. men into worshiping God through yeah. a guitar, through an instrument, is in yeah. Iraq. In Iraq, being deployed. Yep. And so, I was like a scared deer, and I sang. Seriously, I, <laughs> I sang as the deer panteth for the water. That's my first song I ever was, sang. Was it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and yeah. did guys sing? People sang, yeah. Were you were you like that first song? Were you just petrified? I was. I still am petrified. <laughs> Seriously? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 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 we got to throw a plug need, in here, Bobby. You you need you need to show up someday. Oh, you were you're, so Mitch is leading music at Man, man Camp, Camp now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but oh man, I don't even know. The first time you led music this year, hmm. but was it this year? Was the first time that you led music here, or did it was you lead before it all last year? before I went to the border? Uh, before I went down to Back in South January Texas or something. It was. You went like I think when I you? led, yes, it was January. I think something happened. Steph's voice was... Yeah, was all act, I remember is yeah. the first time you led 
you were pretty timid that day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've grown in your confidence, and it's grown, and it, it's awesome. Like, I, my wife leads music, uh, typically. Mm-hmm. She does an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Uh, she puts together the music. She, I, I think she does a really good job about that. Um, but then you're coming, you just do it differently, just as a guy and just the way God has made you. Mm-hmm. And you can just see how you've grown in it now, and it, it's awesome to listen and you can Thank see the you. confidence in there, the love that you have for God. So and it's neat how, man, those seeds were planted in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and we're doing Shane and Shane stuff this weekend. Yeah. Any guy who can lead Shane and Shane songs is pretty phenomenal. So it's fun. So I'm, 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 ex- I'm, ex- I'm stoked. I'm excited about that. We did one today for communion. Yeah. Psalm 34. Yeah. Taste and, Taste and see. see. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. No, it's it's That's good. Great. No, Mitch, you're a guy who let's see, you can shoot guns in the morning, uh, <laughs> do a Bible study and drink beers in the evening, yep. uh, do woodworking. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we can officially say that family. on this on this podcast that we drink beer. I guess well, not while we're podcasting. Okay, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Put that away. Uh, yeah. But no, it's neat. You you're very versatile, and yet. It looks at a lot of things you do is, is how do you be in community with others? You're constantly looking at how do I be involved with others? How can I help? How can I encourage? Um, and, and even when we're doing all those kind of different things, you're constantly like, how are you interacting with others? And you can just see that your value of others, your love for others is real. It's not, it's not just... A facade, it's not something, hey, we're just together, but but you truly do love people. Um, and that's why I think going back to kind of in the beginning of what I said, I do believe, like even here at the church in the short time you've been, just a little over a year now, that I, mean, I think people have great respect for you because your love for God really does just come forth from you. Um, and it's exciting. Praise God. It's He's neat. Uh, Bobby, you probably don't know this. Um, unless if I've told you, I don't know, I tell you a lot of things, so I'm not sure. Uh, several, I mean, Mitch, you've had like three, four or five people come just from contacts you've had in the last like two months at the military and they've mm-hmm. been coming to our church, That's great. Uh, either visiting or, yeah. or coming frequently at some point. So it's neat. Like he's, what he's saying today, sharing the gospel, being open, like yeah. it's, it's real. Like he's not just saying, oh, he should be open and share. Like he shares the gospel, talks about it. Um, even mm-hmm. even that movie American Gospel yep. that we've talked about, mm-hmm. he gets people to buy that on base and watch it. Yeah, oh, that's great. It's it's an evangelism tool yeah. for especially for like people that are oh I, I'm a Catholic you know or yeah um, yeah I used to go to church and it's such and such a place. Well oh and they kind of we we get to talking. Actually, uh, one of the nurses I work with she she was raised Catholic and uh, I showed her that film and it was. I think it was that um, that graphical representation of sin and how the believer, a little stick figure that falls down or or whatever, or, yeah. or and then walks through that cross and is automatically justified. Um, I think that helped her. So, yeah. Yeah. so it was oh, the visuals on that. That's on great. That video are really good. Yeah, it helps. It helps people. So, I like to share it. It's cool. It's good. Uh, well, so a sad thing is about to happen, and Mitch and his family are going to be going back mm. to Alaska in yep. July. So we're super excited because we do believe that as 
as military people leave our church, we, we look at them as going to go strengthen our churches. Uh, but it's like this bittersweet. We love mm-hmm. that they go to strengthen our churches. He's been we, crying about that for like two months. You know that, that right? they go because, yeah. because we lose them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but we're excited for you guys as, as you go. That's going to be in July-ish. In July, yeah. So it's... now, again, I, I, can, I can, you know, give me a number. I'll call a guy and... <laughs> I'll give yeah. you a pastor's note and say, you know, Mitch needs to stay here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're serious about yeah. this. I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think, and I, I said this when we, we just left uh, an awesome church, Angleside Baptist in, um, in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and, and I, I, what I told them is the same thing I'll tell you is like, someday we're going to be together and I can introduce you to Ben Smith from Ingleside or Eric Johns from, from Fairbanks, uh, pastors that they're great guys, great yeah. Christians, because um, we're all going to be worshiping the Lord together in his presence. Um, so that's what I look forward to. Totally. Yeah. And you get a little bit of taste in a sense of that unity now mm-hmm. as you go from church to church every couple of years. Yeah. You're going to see that unity. So that, that's pretty cool. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Well, Bobby, do you want to do you want to close us in prayer and pray? Sure. Uh, yeah, pray not only for Mitch. Uh, well, pray for him as he shepherds his family and as he's a Christian in the military. But pray for just other uh, men and women in the military, uh, for them to be firm in their faith, and that we as Christians would reach out to them. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Father, we thank you. I thank you for brothers. Um, specifically for Mitch and his wife and his kids. I praise you for the call that you put on him. Lord, to live and to walk out the gospel, to proclaim the gospel um, in the military, um, as a PA, as a husband, as a father, as a community member, as a church member. And and Lord, I... Uh, I'm constantly amazed at how you weave, uh, how you thread together people's life story and how it points to you, how it points to your gospel, Lord. And just, just with how you've led Mitch uh, to the military from, from an infantry to a PA, uh, and, and, and throughout that whole story, Lord, there's this thread of wanting to be near and wanting to know the chaplains and wanting, having a passion and a desire and a thirst and hunger for you and for your word. And so I praise you for that. Lord, we pray that you would go before them to Alaska, that you'd prepare for them um, all the provision they need. Lord, may they know that it's from you. Uh, Lord, would you lay out before them the church that, that you would have them be involved in? Would you um, put them right uh, in the house, Lord, in the neighborhood where they would make the, the most impact for your kingdom? Um, and Lord, we pray for all of the military uh, men and women, Lord, who are serving you. Um, Lord, we pray that you would give them courage. Lord, we pray that you would make yourself real to them. Um, we pray that you would give them a hunger and thirst for your word and for community, for community inside the military and for community in the church, in their neighborhoods. Lord, is there stateside? 
And Lord, we pray for your protection upon them. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you that you were the sovereign king. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to satisfiedinchrist.life. Do you want want to spell it? You didn't do it yet. Dot L-I-F-E. If you'd like to uh, check out any resources, I don't think we actually listed any resources in this website. Um, But if you want to look at past uh, previous podcasts, or if you'd like to leave us a question, please go to satisfiedinchrist.life. We'd love to answer any of your questions or address any topics that you would uh, have us address. Goodbye. (laughs) Booyah.